What is she proposing? Send your best troops to Scarif. Send the rebel fleet if you have to. You need to capture the Death Star plans if there's any hope of destroying it. You're asking us to invade an Imperial installation based on nothing but hope. Rebellions are built on hope. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. Thank you. This is episode 175, and tonight we're... Not doing the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Roadrobe. It got Chron- pulled last what? week. The Chronicles. I said chronic, what? didn't I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's that new street drug. The Chronicles <laughs> of Narnia. We are decided to, you know, do Rogue One because, well, heck, we haven't, we've only done one Star Wars movie and frankly, it wasn't very good. So we're doing Rogue we One. We went Rogue and and did, and did this one. Ha <laughs> ha. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. The Force is with me, and I am one with the Force, Jemison. Also, he gets the good line, jerk. Well, yep, yeah, I like Andrew. No, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) Yay, autoplay. Corny, Blue Milk Logan. I, 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 uh, it was uh, the only food in the movie. I, I realized that was, that was either that or uh, uh, some type of uh, bug dish. Mm. Uh, sorry, I, I've been watching uh, I watched Sweeney Todd this morning, so I wasn't sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> hey, folks, uh, if you really need to uh, pick me up in the morning, I suggest you wake up at 4 a.m. and watch Sweeney Todd <laughs> sure. every day. It's pretty awesome. Better How than can a you even coffee? understand the, the English <laughs> that early in the morning? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you see, I, uh, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Oh, sure. <laughs> I could barely understand my, my son when he came downstairs at 4 o'clock this morning. Um, oh. I know. And Sam would say dad jokes while force choking someone to death, Vector. Well, absolutely. And Sean, just so you know. That uh, if I should ever need to get through a door with a, a lightsaber, I will stab through you into the door. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's yeah. That's actually yeah. probably one of the quickest deaths you've ever offered me. So I appreciate that. Yeah. So let's pull up a comfy it. chair. That's right. Our, our evil lord, Darth Vector. Darth Vector. That's right. Darth uh, Vector. Yep. Uh, so he's gonna be my son if I ever had a boy. <laughs> Darth. Darth. Uh, Darth. Party on, Garth. Could have called Garth. Asthma. Garth Vector would have been pretty close. Yeah. He's going to have asthma. I'm just going <laughs> to shove this ragweed down your gro- your throat until you have <laughs> asthma. 
Yeah. Oh, breathe hard, son. Breathe hard. Right. Dad, why are you doing this? It's going to be the greatest joke of all time. That's right. <laughs> the payoff is going to be great. Uh, anyway, so yeah, this is up. Uh, Rogue One um, is streaming on Netflix, which is just fantastic. Awesome. Uh, I'm really, really loving the fact that Disney is getting some good stuff on there. So. Uh, super excited to talk about this particular film. Uh, we all watched it, and um, I don't know about the, the, the four of us, but I do know of, of a lot of people that really didn't like this movie. Um, uh, uh, true, very true. Um, I, I know a lot of people were like, why didn't this doesn't make any sense? It didn't go along with the story. I'm like, right. it wasn't supposed to. It clearly wasn't supposed to. Well, and they a didn't lot of quite pe- understand the actual point of the movie. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. were confused. Like, wait a minute, I thought they were Bothans that died, and then some people were like, well, "It doesn't make any sense." Where's, where's Ray and Finn? And then a lot of other. I mean, I had people that were my student employees that that didn't like the movie because they thought it was the how they were going to destroy the Death Star after the Empire Strikes Back. You know, hmm. like I wanted this. Like I thought this was the one with the Bothans. I'm like, no, this is how they get it before the first movie. That's why the Death Star is whole and not all half broken and things. And uh, but then there are other people that didn't like it because they said, "quote It was too much like Star Wars." They wanted to see <laughs> something different, and it's like, okay, so. Well, they want a comedy. Well, I mean, and it's funny because those are the same people that got mad at the Force Awakens because it was too much like. The, um, the, like New Hope, A New Hope. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, hang in there, guys. So anyway, but we don't care about those people. At least I don't. So what matters is what the four of us think for this podcast and what you at home listening, what you guys think um, about this movie. So, Andrew, if you will just enlighten us, what is Rogue One? The Rebel Alliance makes a risky move to steal the plans for the Death Star. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say Ruski? It did sound like you said Ruski. It really sounded like you said Ruski. They made a Ruski. A Ruski doesn't take a... A Ruski doesn't take a dump without a plan, son. No. So they made a Ruski move. The Rebels, or the Alliance, or whatever they call themselves, makes a Ruski move to steal the plans for the Death Star... Setting up the epic saga we all know and love. <laughs> Does it actually say that? No. Oh, okay. I should, yes. I should actually be on IMDb. That'd probably make my job easier. Um, the original saga that we all. Yeah. Know so, and love. yeah. So, just in case you're you're listening to this and you've never, uh, you haven't seen it, you should watch it and then come back. But if you're confused about it, this is the movie. That that is quite literally just days before the events of A New Hope. Hours, um, hours, I would say minutes, even. Well, possibly. the end, the end of the movie does. I mean, obviously, the beginning of the movie is at least oh, a day okay. or two before the events of A New Hope. But yeah, I mean, by the end of the movie, we're talking with minutes. I mean, you know, the that Corvette escapes. And CGI Leia says the word hope, and then then the next scene would be Vader chasing chasing her down. Essentially, this is episode four, part one. Yeah, or uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, or the addendum, or whatever the what the prequel. Yeah, uh, the, the, no, uh, the, I don't want to call the, it prequel. The prologue. The, uh, Prologue, prologue, thank yeah. you. Prologue. I, I, I actually did read in the trivia. I don't know. I, there was a lot of trivia about this movie. Holy crap! 
Um, but one of the trivias was that okay, good, it's not one I captured. Is that basically <laughs> everything that is in the 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 scroll crawl at the beginning beginning of a new hope is this movie. <laughs> like they basically just visually showed you what the word said on the screen. Yeah. So which is cool. Um so I'm excited to talk about this. So let's let's talk about it. Andrew, um I guess all four of us saw this in the theater, right? Back in December. Oh yeah. 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 I, I saw took it twice. I took yeah. I took my kids to see this, which was a mistake. <laughs> because my oh, kids dear. are fans of Star Wars and that's okay and I'm I, I'm okay with that. And the movie is not inappropriate necessarily for them. But I say it's a mistake because I am a Star Wars fan. And the theater happened to have electronic reclining chairs. And so rather than watching the movie and some of the more boring scenes for a child, we heard... (laughs) Oh, the chairs? (laughs) Distracting me. And so I had to go back and watch it a second time. Oh. Just to... You know, without distraction. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so do you have any kind of, you want to do like your initial thoughts on the movie uh, or was that it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I can. Uh, I, you know, after watching it the second time, I, well, the first time I had fun with it. You know, I enjoyed it. I, my kids were blown away when the uh, just <sighs> cluster of uh, TIE fighters were on the screen and they just, they were like, Oh my God, look at how many there are. Um, <laughs> and so they liked that, but it was an exciting uh, experience to go see it. But the movie itself was really good. Um, I enjoyed it. I didn't find much wrong with it. There were a few little things here and there that I thought, huh, well that's kind of contradictory, but okay, I'll go with you. Um, or there's some things that I thought, well, if we didn't already know, it's kind of like your doc Brown time travel issue. There's a few things in there that kind of bothered me like that. Uh, and maybe it was just because I knew what was going to happen later. And I don't know, All right. but, uh, I, you know, beautiful acting, the, uh, scenery and the cinematography I thought was really great. And I watched some background stuff on where that stuff, where the, especially the, like the opening scenes were filmed and, that's really neat how they CGI'd half half of a uh, landmass basically out of the picture and replaced it with dirt, right? Because it was too beautiful. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was done really well and uh, enjoyed the hell out of it. All right, cool, corny. Yes. Uh, so the blue milk I thought was uh, pretty consistent and uh, didn't look chunky. <laughs> uh, a little bit more concerned that there was uh, there's nothing worse than chunky milk. I know, right? Um, mm. And then there was no cows around, no uh, no space well, cows. So chunky space milk, milk is worse. And uh, so uh, that's what they called me in high school. Maybe the job of the engineer to uh, somehow manage uh, to keep that milk nice and uh, smooth. <laughs> okay. It? Anything else about the movie? Just the milk? That's all. Uh, no, just a, just the milk. Just a. Uh, personally, you should have gotten rid of the other cup. He might have been able to keep the surprise that his wife was alive. Also, his wife should have came in. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is dead. I am so sad. I am going to cry. 
Well, she's over there. Oh, she. Oh, she's. Oh, she's over there. Oh, I wasn't aware. I was completely surprised. Well, and here. So, I want to touch on that for just a second. As per usual, I watched this with my wife, and and she and I watched it in the theater. Nerd. And uh, yeah, it's fine. And so as I'm, we're watching it. She actually kind of looked at me and she said, "This is the only part of the movie that pisses me off." And I kind of gave her a look and she said, "I'm a mother, okay." And I'm going to be real honest. If bad guys come for you, I'm going to go protect my kid. Just yep. going to be real honest. She said, you can take care of yourself. I'm hiding with my kid. She is a horrible mother for leaving her kid by herself. I'm like, all right. That's a good way to, it's a good way to look at it. I mean, I, would, I didn't think of it like that. So. Well, it's funny you, you say that because I, uh, I actually envisioned my mom in that situation. And uh, well, she would have uh, she would have punched the laser blast back to the guy. <laughs> she was like, "I know y'all didn't just come up on my oh hell no, <laughs> yeah. Mama no." Yeah, yeah, I think that's a different scene. You know, like when K two S O picks up the trooper and then like knocks him into the other guy and then knocks him into the other guy and then throws him into the fourth guy. That would have been yeah. your mom. That would have been my mom. Yeah, yeah you're right. Let's, let's just be honest. So <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I can say this: I've met his mother. So. Um, so you cool. know, you know how you met his mother. Yeah, I know. How, yeah, that show was really short. Um, <laughs> Hello, mom. This is Sean. Sean is mom. Yeah, I drove this to his house and she cooked me he's dinner. Gonna eat, he's gonna eat a third of our food. We should yeah. we should stop him. Hey now, hang, hang in there. Um, good. That wasn't all. That wasn't all me. Um, anyway, that part annoyed me uh, and Sarah. So thank you for bringing it up, Corny. Oh, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> Sam? <laughs> um, I actually, I just got done watching this thing a few minutes ago. Um, and I had seen it at least once on um, in the theater and then another time uh, right when it first popped up on Netflix. So I really was looking for a, kind of a critique for it this time. And, and there are a few slow moments, um, but it's all because they have to jam pack a heck of a lot of stuff into this movie. Uh, just to get you to care about the characters, because we all know what happens to the characters, right? They have a story. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 So to have that <laughs> impact, you're going to have to have <laughs> impact. <laughs> you're going to have to um, to get to know them pretty well. And, and they did a pretty serviceable job. Um, I don't think I was really emotional about any of them except for um, Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. Yeah. And, yeah. and that one kind of, tugged a little bit at my allergies uh yeah. a little bit but um and maybe even the robot but let's just say this the robot saved this movie oh my oh gosh. yeah oh hell yeah he did alan tudic um, as as k2so is single-handedly my favorite thing of the entire movie yes yeah. and you will be Brilliant. able to tell because half of my clips are from him <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking speaking on uh, uh, um, the robot, uh, I think it was fantastic that as you know, the whole idea of this movie is it's not another, you know, it's not, um, you know, there are no Jedi, there are no lightsaber battle. Well, you know, other than Vader, Vader yeah, but yeah. you know, this is not that kind of story. It's even to the point of the 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 the, only, the main feature droid in this one is sadistic. <laughs> It's this, it's this super sassy, sarcastic mother of a droid who basically can use in English what we all assume R2-D2 is actually saying. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Because <laughs> half the time C-3PO just says stuff like, you watch your language. Like, <laughs> like I'm actually, I'm sure that's probably what he's saying. He just doesn't have arms in, a, in English, you know. <laughs> So I'm going to need you to turn down your uh, honesty meter a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's a good callback to a good moment so, of that movie. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, it, the cinematography is absolutely amazing. And uh, if there's one thing that Gareth Edwards is really good at, it's, it's that. A lot of his other movies kind of focus on scale. And I think he brought this to this movie very, yeah. very well. Especially when you start seeing the Death Star and um, even the, the the Star Destroyers at the end cr- crashing into each other and then crashing into the into the shield and all that sort of stuff is, was pretty impressive. Um, I did notice a few things that, that bugged me this time around um, in the movie, and, the, and they're minor things. Uh, it, it had to do with uh, when the Death Star shot uh, Ascaris. And it shot it at an angle, but yet it exploded straight up like it was a, an atomic bomb was dropped mm-hmm. down there. Um, but that's more physics. It's kind of like the, the, was it Mission Impossible 3 that I hate? Yeah, of, yeah, where the rocket's mm-hmm. behind him, but he goes to the Yeah, right. and he, he gets blown into a car sideways. Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't work that way. But, um, uh, yeah, I actually CG- never thought about that. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it wouldn't do that. It would blow out. Yeah. Like it would skip yeah. almost. The CGI, um, especially the third time around, um, bothered me um, a lot. Uh, especially uh, General, uh, what's his name? Tarkin. Tarkin. Governor Tarkin. Tarkin. Yeah. I, I think it's because, uh, did, I don't, maybe you've read the trivia, but did they use motion cap with him? Well, sort of. So there's, there's an actual actor doing the body who yeah. is this tall, lanky man who is saying the lines. So that is a mocap on that actor. Yeah. And then they're taking the skin from from the, uh, the A New Hope and putting yeah. it on that man's face. So it is sort of, I guess it is yeah. mocap, yeah. Somehow there needs to be a better program that takes contours of the face and facial expressions and can change them for the CGI face. Well, Ooh, sorry, I, I think... I, I, but it's just, it, it's, very, it's very waxy and very static. Um, and I had a problem with that, but I have to say the last freaking three minutes of this film um, with Darth Vader totally make up for all of that. And we finally get a scene where Vader is just a complete badass. Yeah. We've, we've and, been kind of um, waiting for that for a while. And yeah. Yeah. And, and I saw for the first time tonight, he actually, he, he doesn't look, but you know, he throws the guy into the roof or into the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And I noticed this time around that he, he kind of takes his lightsaber and cuts him in half. As he's like passing underneath him, yeah. like, and it just kind of like, oh, you're still there, right? You're dead. But um, the the fear in that room was they did a great job. It was powerful, yeah. yeah. So, but I enjoyed it. It's, it's a fun movie. I I don't know how I would rank it against um, uh, what you call it, the new one, The Force um, Awakens. The Force Awakens. Um, I'd have to see Force Awakens again, but um, I enjoyed the movie for what it is and, and the story that it told. So All there right. you go. Right on. What about you, Sean? Well, oh, thanks, Horny, for the, to the toss. Uh, he stole it from, from, from Sam. I ain't tossing <laughs> shit. Sam was Mark Sanchez. He was going to throw it to me, and then Corny intercepted him. Um, 
I thought it was a sandwich. Hell yeah. As long as it's not a salad, we're all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking I didn't, couldn't pull that joke out, but... Uh, yeah, Andrew did. <laughs> um, no, I really like this movie a lot. I enjoyed it a lot when I saw it in the movie theater. I've seen it. I own it, of course, on Blu-ray, as I do. Um, huh. I I know. I, I've probably seen this movie... F- this was probably my fifth time watching it um, oh, since it came out last December. So I, I really liked it. The things that bothered me, I'm interested really in uh, to see what Andrew has to say about some kind of time issues because I never noticed anything like that. The, the things that bothered me was like what I mentioned about the mom, you know, some of the decision-making things. Yeah. Um, like I, for, for, the, for the purpose of moving the plot along, that some of it was not real yeah bound it was not bound in in reality or <laughs> we're talking about star wars right but well yeah it wasn't in in rational decision making was not yeah sometimes there was some weirdness of that like like the, because it's star wars you forgive things <coughs> like there's very obscure data storage facility where you have to use like arm driving <laughs> things like like it's imagine, not a fine like, like imagine like corny the worst having, architecture Ever. But like that's always that's all Star Wars architecture is the worst architecture ever. Like it's always yeah. these big But it was such a long time ago when they did it. I know. It's always these huge rooms with no railings. I mean, even Darth Vader's conference room was just this death room with no table to sit at. <laughs> I mean, what's the purpose of that room other than to possibly fall into lava? Like and it's just weird. So but anyway, that's Star Wars. It's just the way it's always been. So I appreciate them keeping the the look and feel of that for this movie. Tarkin doesn't bother me as much, mm-hmm. and I I think Sam this. I think that <laughs> the that the motion capture that we that we are doing with with people has come so far, and it's so good to be able to do what we've done with it because there are other there are other moments in 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 cinematic history where they've had to superimpose a head on a body because like, for example, gladiator, the guy that was the slave owner who freed himself, who was Maximus's owner. Yeah. He died during production. So there's like two scenes that it's just somebody else's body with his head imposed, but he doesn't have any lines. He's just in the background. Um, and Didn't that, they have to do that with uh, Fast and Furious guy on a few scenes too. I think so. And I, um, Mark, um, not Mark, crap, I forgot his name. But yeah, you're Marky Paul Mark. Walker. Paul Walker, and oh, yeah. um, and they did it. Uh, they had to do it with Brandon Lee and the Crow. They had to, you know, he he died while filming, and he had a couple scenes left, and so they superimposed his still face on another person. Um, and it worked. Whereas in this case, this person's delivering lines up close and high def. So yeah. I thought it looked really good. And even on my high def TV at home through Blu-ray, it doesn't bother me. I can tell he's fake. I know it's not real, but it doesn't bother me. Leia bothers me. Really? Leia, she yeah. looks... Or not as much as me. Oh, or not she, as much as the other guy. She looks... For me. She I look, find that... That some people, Leia bothers them more, and some people talk, Tarkin does. And I'm with you, Sean. Leia, when when I was watching this in the theater, I honestly didn't even notice Tarkin until a little bit later in the movie. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and because I started thinking, oh wait, this actor's dead. So this, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then when it got to the scene with Leia at the end, I thought, oh my god, that looks like a video game. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it really bothered me. Yeah, it looked. I like, would, now I will say, I wish she didn't speak. I I think that that ruined it in terms of. I would have, and I've mentioned this before, and I'm, I've mentioned it to several other people who love Star Wars and love this movie, and most of them have agreed with me that seeing her CGA, I mean, for whatever reason, this is going to sound weird, but her teeth look like nuclear white. Uh-huh. And like, like she looked like she was glowing, like she was, like had just come from Super Saiyan and she was still kind of glowy. <laughs> um, well, and she had that white gown on or whatever she had on yeah, too. I would have been super fine if it would have been a, I keep hitting the microphone, I'm sorry if you guys can hear that. I, I would have been better if it would have, the guy comes into the room and hands her the thing, the disc, and it's her back, right? And then instead of her turning around to face the camera to deliver her one line, if she turns, the camera stays behind her and then looks out the front window. And so when the guy comes to her and says, what is it? We just hear Leia say the word hope, right? Because all they did was just take the line from when you're our only hope, Obi-Wan Kenobi, we need your help. You're our only hope. It's just, they just retook that that word from that line. Um, But, I would have much rather it had been that because you know who she is. And I don't know. I, I guess they were going yeah. for a wow factor and the wow was the wrong side for me. Cause in the yeah, theater, I was like, Ey! Oh, that's not, <laughs> that's not like, it took me out of the movie, which I mean, the movie's over at that point. But, um, yep. that part that actually, was, I won't say it ruined the movie, but it, oh, yeah, it no, no. really did bother me. Yeah, it didn't well, especially after me, such a very cool scene. Oh my gosh. So am I am I am I the only one who didn't really have a problem with that? No, I'm I'm with her with you there, Corny too. I I don't think it was unfortunate, but I I didn't you know jump out of my seat yeah. with a big yay at the end. Yeah, I mean, I can see, I can I can get the idea that if we do that, we probably have a it's a um, it's a better Easter egg of sorts if we if we don't have her turn around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could it also be the fact that you know during the time there was all that big issue about Carrie Fisher and how she looks and all other stuff prior to you know, and of course she unfortunately passes away and you know uh, got her soul and whatnot. But do you think that might have maybe played an influence into why so many people had a, an issue with showing the young version of Carrie Fisher, like not thinking about it, but. Oh, why can't you have done something with her and makeup? I'm like, God. Oh, well, I. No, I don't. I don't have a problem with them doing what they did because there's no way you can make what she looked like when they filmed this to look like what she was then. I mean, that's 40 something years worth of age. You can only make up so much. Um, I th- I'm, I can't. I didn't see in the trivia, but I thought I remember hearing that the person that was the actual stand-in was her daughter. I think, but I could be wrong. So if I'm wrong, don't yell at me or whatever on Twitter. Um, if he if he's wrong, send him an email. He's dying. Yeah. He needs an email. I think that <laughs> I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. Um, I I don't know. I mean, maybe corny. I mean, maybe you're right. I don't know. But I I I just think that they were that that the Gareth Edwards was like, hey, we we got this technology. Let's do what we can. We did it with Tarkin. It looked really good. Let's see if we let's do it with her. And again, it doesn't ruin the movie. I don't want to. I don't want people to think mm-hmm. that the the whole movie was an A plus, and then this part made it an F. Like, no, 
This was five seconds of camera time where I went, yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable watching you, this PlayStation 4 Carrie Fisher <laughs> kind of thing happening. Um, so anyway. Although, you know, this movie did do something that I've, I've never seen a movie do before. What's that? And I caught it this third time around, is they fixed Forrest Whitaker's eye. Uh, okay. <laughs> In the pre-shots before he's all half machine, mm-hmm. he does not have his lazy eye. Well, he also doesn't have that his crazy hair. They, yeah. They went back and CGI'd his crazy hair. Um, Damn. We just CGI the shit out of everything, don't we? They, they, well, I guess they <laughs> wanted to, to distinguish him between the shot when he's with uh, Jen on, on wherever she is. Well, wasn't he supposed to have a lot bigger part? He, and they, that's part of the stuff they totally cut out. Well, they yeah, some of it got cut out and reshot. Um, but a lot of his story supposedly is in the Star Wars Rebels show, mm. which I've only seen up to season two. I have season three DVR. I need to watch it. I liked it. Um, and they made references to Rebels in this movie, which is cool. There's yeah. a couple of moments where... Over the loudspeaker, you hear General blah 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 come to the whatever, and those are characters. Yeah, those are yeah, those are characters from Rebels. And supposedly, in the trivia, I couldn't find it, but there's a shot of the Ghost, which is the ship that they use in the Rebels show. Yeah, it's in there twice actually on Yavin. I couldn't find. There's also a uh, shot of Chopper, the little droid. Really? Oh, now I gotta find it. Um, He's like. He just kind of rolls across the screen. Nice. Nice tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, um, can I get back to my script here? Hang in there. So. Oh, yeah. You haven't. I don't think you've finished your. Well, thoughts. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, there's Chopper. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm looking at the images right now. Um, oh, look. Yep. The ghost is in the battle. That's super cool. I'm super excited for that. All right. Anyway, thanks, Andrew. Um, so I want to say this about the movie, which I think is wonderful, truly wonderful about the movie. Uh, first of all, they did something I think was, which is daring, which we made we alluded to earlier about the fact that the main characters in this movie they all die. Yeah. And I remember people getting pissed, and I had <clears> conversations <throat> with them. They're like. Why do they have to kill these characters? I'm like, because they're not in the next movie. So you have to either kill them or find some reason why they're not in the next movie. Because he ain't going to be in Star Wars 4. Right. Damn, you took my line. So, (laughs) oh, sorry. (laughs) So, like, you have to find a reason. And, and frankly, this was the best reason. Um, and in fact, one of the, the original version actually had, um, Vader going down to the planet and just after um, Jen beams this plant to the ship, he cut, Vader cuts her down. And then they's like, hmm. eh, maybe that's too dark. So they kind of give the, the scene with him on the beach and the nuke and whatever. So, Oh, in the nuke, yeah. All right. <laughs> so so I, I actually applaud the Gareth Edwards for basically having the balls to to kill these characters. Mm-hmm. And Sam, I'm 100% with you. Like, okay, the pilot died. Bodhi didn't really care. Um, no. Sorry, just didn't care. Honestly, didn't really care much about Cassian. Um, 
I think that they purposely kind of distance the audience from a lot of these characters. I mean, you you don't you don't fall in love with these characters like you do in other films. Right. Well, I freaking fell in love with Donnie Yen and his buddy. I want a movie of oh, them. Oh yeah. Yeah. I want I want a I movie. I want a prequel. Of, yeah. I want to see I want them, yeah. I freaking love their characters. I love Donnie Yen. He was amazing. And he goes to that thing, Corny, that you've mentioned a while ago when we uh, were talking about Daredevil, where it's like, because of these shows and movies, we have a false sense of what it's like to actually be blind. Yeah, because, see, this didn't help. Yeah, uh, because the I, movies... I've been really make, trying not to yeah. uh, think that, and I can't. It's I can't. Right, because then you're like, because I, I work on a campus, like a university, like uh, Sam and Corny do, and we have blind people on our campus... Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of expect them at any point that if they walk into traffic to be able to flip over a car, <laughs> um, which I know is that's not that's not fair to me. It's not. Just, uh, re- I have to keep up with all this uh, not, pressure to so <laughs> not think that. But I mean, like he, Donnie Yen's character, he was literally dodging laser blasts. It was so cool, and and his He's relationship like the, with uh, his buddy was just the great. daredevil of the star wars universe well yeah and then i don't know if his buddy would be the punisher but maybe i guess i don't know sure. um why oh, did yeah. he have to keep cocking his gun but he only did it at the end yeah like every other part of the movie he's full <laughs> auto but at the end when he's doing his maybe it's more impactful to make it turn into a shotgun yeah i don't know um, but it wasn't like it was a spread you know yeah it was still it was a single blast yeah i don't know I don't know. It still kind of looked. But, but it's funny though that the characters that we cared about made us laugh. Well, they, because they, Donnie Yen's best is probably the best line in the movie. Was it? Are you kidding me? I'm blind. I'm blind. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't even that. It's because I think personally is that his character. Yeah, he made us laugh, but he also made us think. You know, when 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 Cassian goes off to kill her dad, he says, "Does he have the face of a killer?" He yeah. he knows things about people without being able to see them, and and he knew that Cassian was off to go do something. The force He's is force often sensitive. Yeah, the, the 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 dark side of the force is around people who are about to kill, and so he's engaging her brains into this universe, and that's I think there's something to that, and and frankly his char- his depth of character is better than friggin' Jen. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you, as soon as you see her, she's this rebellious thing, and then all of a sudden she's going to be all for the cause. Great. I mean, you knew that was coming. So, I mean, that, that character development... But at the same just, time, I, I still... The third time around, too, I, I, I finally... I don't know. If, when, she, when she made the big speech in front of everybody, how we've got to go after them, we've got to do this, it seemed a little forced this time around. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you, Sam. It was like um, you you don't have this ability, and all of a sudden, whenever danger's near, you you gain a uh, uh, the power of uh, powerful speech, right? Of inspirational speeches, which she gives like three more times in the movie. Um, Indeed. So yeah, I'm with you, Sam. Thanks. I'm muted. The clock is chiming. Oh, okay, great. Thanks. Well, <laughs> the one that annoyed I me. Stop when the bell tolls. It tolls for Sweeney Todd. The one that actually annoyed me, honestly, was Cassian's flip. So the whole movie Cassian is this ruthless killer, which I appreciated. I really mm-hmm. liked that they yeah. showed the kind of the... He shot frank- first. Yeah, and frankly, the dark side 
of the rebellion. The rebellion mm-hmm. isn't just knights in shining armor who are all good people. He shot right. an informant in the back because he knew that he could be tortured by the Empire and give up information. I mean, that's cold. That's mm-hmm. 007 stuff, right? So so then, so then he has his orders to kill her dad, and in the last second changes his mind when I think he realizes that he may in fact have actually acted in the good of the of the rebels but how would he have known he's he's across the he's a, i mean he he watched that thing is a, is a scope not a, an audio scope well you're right but i think what he you know he he watched galen jump in front of those other guys to save them and then they got shot anyway and then i think true, the director true, true. slapped him so he doesn't shoot. So he makes an assumption, okay, maybe she's telling the truth. But then they leave and she accuses him. He's still defensive and and whatever. And then all of a sudden, after the speech that she gives, he's ready to die for her. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, that flip was quick to me. Martha. What? <laughs> oh, Martha. <laughs> what, is, what do you think that name? <laughs> So anyway, I just, I don't know. It, it wasn't that annoying, but it, it, it this time again, the third or fourth time I watched it, I was like, eh, eh okay, fine, whatever. Um, damn. But it's always interesting because, you know, we came, I, at least I know I came out of this movie, you know, jumping for joy, how amazing it was. It had the feel again, uh, you know, of a real lived in Star Wars world. Yeah. And, you know, when you start picking it apart, it does start kind of cracking at the seams a bit. In terms of quality of story make storytelling, yeah, just a bit. The one thing I'm that not, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying this thing isn't falling apart. No, no, no. Um, but there are some there's some faults to it. Um, what was I gonna say? I can't remember. Um, you said something that sparked an idea, and I've lost it. Damn it! Oh well. Did your idea go rogue? Yeah, it did, and just flew <laughs> off. Um. <laughs> I mean, so I mentioned this the first time I saw it in the theater, and I don't know if it was Sam I was talking to you or Corny or on this show or whatever. Are we sure we didn't do this episode already? I can't remember. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm no, I think we spent, we I think spent, we spent few, like 15 or 10 minutes or something at the end of an episode one time, but we, we didn't did, do a full episode. We didn't do a full, full episode. episode. So, yeah. okay. So that was our prequel to our full episode of this. Um, damn it. I did it again. Um the one thing that kind of annoyed me was it w- I felt it was a little too much hand-waving at Star Wars. Hey, here's the blue milk, see? Mm, that's right, I remember you saying that. Yeah. Or, hey, yeah. look, it's those, those guys from the bar that Obi-Wan's going to cut their arm off in a few days. Or... Yeah. They they're part of my one of my issues actually. Yeah. Or oh, the, the Balcini and the other guy. Yeah. Yeah, the Walrus Man and I don't like you either. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got the two stormtroopers that are walking down, going, "Oh, did you hear about the T 17s Oh yeah, they're finally blah 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 blah. Like that's what the speeder that Luke drives. You know, it's and, just like uh, what is it? C three PO and R two D two just they're just there randomly, you know, hanging out. And I and I breeze, and I know smoking that a pack. you <laughs> smoking a bong, bong in a blitz, yeah, smoking like, a pancake, smoking a pancake, creeping a bong. Um, I understand that they need to be in the movie because you have to have them in the movie because they're in every movie. I get that, but it didn't make sense for the moment that they showed them. It would have made more sense if 
maybe they, they were on that ship, the Tanti Four or something. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. like why are they at the hangar? That didn't make sense to me. Uh, essentially, they pulled a uh, Joe Pesci. Um, <laughs> that's what we're gonna call it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what does that mean? Well, that means you know you're, you, you've got this movie that uh, has. Um, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, callbacks to something else, and you go, "Oh shit, we got this other callback in." Uh, Joe Pesci, and you just throw it in. <laughs> okay, you just wanted the excuse to say Joe Pesci. That's fine. I did actually, and it worked out well because it was a description, not just a random Joe Pesci. Okay, so I didn't even Joe Pesci the Joe Pesci. Oh, uh, <laughs> 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 just turned it into a verb. Um, I love it. That's right. We should reach out to him and be like, I want you to, get, I want you to know that your name is now a, a verb, an adjective, and a noun. Um, uh, so anyway, yes. Uh, there was that. What was the other one that annoyed me? Um, something else that annoyed me. It was, again, one of those kind of hand-waving moments, and I can't think of what it was. Oh, it was. So this one was kind of cool, right? So we had... Red Squadron, Yellow Squadron. No, yeah, that was cool too. <laughs> and Blue Squadron. And Blue Squadron was supposed to be in the first movie, uh, A New Hope. But Blue doesn't show up on a blue screen when you're doing computer work. Well, not computer work, but when you're doing blue screen work. That's what they did back then. They didn't use green screen. They used blue screen. <laughs> so they couldn't have a Blue Squadron. So that's why Blue Squadron made it into the shield and died. Because that's oh cool right so then but then you had to have and I thought it was cool that they used scenes from A New Hope with Wedge and the Rogue uh, Red Leader you know they just use these little section Red One standing by Red yeah Red One standing by and and then there's someone like he's on my tail and then there's Wedge saying I got him and then he comes and saves the day like that he would do in a few more days um, <laughs> which again I I thought was okay but then. Of course, we have to kill Red 5 because, well, Luke needs to be Red 5. So in order for that to happen, this guy's got to die. So, again, there was a couple of moments of that or just like, okay, fine. But I will say this, which is what I, the thought I lost is now back. Thank you, Sam. Is what, what this movie does, and I had not thought about it until this showing, is and I had talked about it with you guys and other people that this movie – gives weight to a new hope in a way we had never thought of. Yeah. Like uh-huh. we now get to see the sacrifice that the men and women made to get the plans to Princess Leia so they could get onto whatever. So the comment about uh, a lot of you know a lot of what was the what's the exact line? Well, that's again a that's the of, third movie. That's uh, uh, the sixth movie. A lot of Bothans died to get us this information. Different movie. That's a different story. Damn, we don't we don't know that's that line's never made. It's always that guy with the beard says, uh, <laughs> "Princess Leia brought us these plans and this R two unit, and here's the thing and this awful vector graphic thing we have," um, which was pretty good for 1977. Another another uh, timeline issue that I have. Well, right okay, so hang in there. Just pin that for a second. Yeah. But I, the other I thing that this movie does that adds weight to that I never thought of until this viewing was now we know why when the Death Star attacks Yavin 4 um, in A New Hope, why this, why are the Rebel fleet is so small? Mm. Because, in, because I mean, think about it. There's like, what, 30 ships that attack the, the thing? And it's because the fleet's kind of gotten wrecked. 
I mean, when Darth Vader comes in, a couple of their capital ships get wrecked. That Admiral, he's one of the, the, the Mon Calamari people. Like, his ship is destroyed. And, and a lot of the support ships are gone. And you lost the whole blue squadron. So that's why when they do the attack on the Death Star, it's such a small fleet because they haven't had a chance to replenish from the battle a few days ago. And that's kind of why Luke shows up, who, for all we know, is just some kid who can bullseye womp rats in his T-16 back home. They make, they make him a fighter pilot. He essentially said, <laughs> I fly, I'm pilot. <laughs> I was going to say, he randy quitted himself. He did. Nice. He, he literally, I'm pilot, I can fly. Right, he, he literally, Luke said that, and they're like, okay, what's your experience? I can bullseye womp rats in my T-16. You're a red five. So... It kind of makes sense now. So I actually really appreciate the movie more this time when that kind of spark happened. So <laughs> anyway, hopefully someone else listening went, oh, my gosh, yeah, that's such a cool thing. So there you go. Yeah. Andrew, what was the thing you mentioned? So you said you had a couple timeline issues. Well, yes and no. I mean, there, there are some, and a lot of people won't really – I don't know. A lot of people could dispute this, I guess. But, okay, there are several different types of troopers that we see in this movie that don't appear in 4, 5, and 6. Mm-hmm. Um, now, okay, there, we even see them on the Death Star, but they, they're they not in 4, 5, 6. Now, some of them are, but like the... Uh, I have answers for you for that, just so you know. Okay. Um yeah, the the death troopers and mm-hmm. other things. But anyway, so that's thing number one. Well, I, I hang in there. So I'll answer that. Death troopers, okay. they're not in anymore. Why? Because they were all in Scarath. Scarath is gone. Scarath got nuked. Because the death troopers were Director Krennic's personal bodyguard troops battalion, whatever. And when Scarath got nuked, they all died. So that's why we don't see them. The brown stormtroopers that you see are essentially the marines of the stormtrooper world. Scout trooper. Well, not or just scout troop, trooper. They're, trooper. Yeah, they're, they're like yeah. the marines. So uh, Gareth actually did in an interview because someone brought the, asked him that question. Like, we've never seen brown troopers before. And he says, well, our army, the American army, has different branches that do different things. These guys were literally marine troopers to fight on beaches which is why they're Sandy Brown. And that's why the ones in Return of the Jedi are, have their scout troopers because they're in the woods and they need to be scouty. Frankly, they should have been camoed, but whatever. Um, so that's kind of why there's some differences in the stormtroopers is that we're different. The one thing I thought was cool and had never thought of is that Adat walkers are troop carriers. Yeah. And they show mm-hmm. that in this movie, and it makes more sense than them just being big walking guns which is essentially what they are in Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. So anyway, continue, Andrew, please. Okay. All right, so that's, that was one thing. Okay. Um, the other thing, going back to the, uh, the two uh, cameos of uh, Dr. Cornelius Evazan Cornelius? or whatever. Yeah, and uh, what's his face? Uh, Walrus face. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Akbar. Yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> those guys are Dr. on Dr. Zoidberg. Yeah. 
Uh, Jedi. Yeah, somebody like me. Right. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, they're so they're on yeah. Jedi. Yeah, they're on Jedi, and then the very next day, or well, shortly after, a couple of days later, they're on Tatooine. They're in Mos Eisley. Now, I, I just, I mean, maybe they were walking on their way to their ship to get off the planet, but that's that's a long shot. No, you're I right. really, I mean. <laughs> And another thing is, what are two people like that that would be hanging out in a a bar full of lowlifes on Mos Eisley doing in the holy city of Jeddah? You know, like, that just doesn't seem like the place for them. Well, the the other thing that you're very right on is the fact that in New Hope he says, we're wanted men, I got the death sentence and 12 systems. Then why are you hanging out in an imperial stronghold? Right. (laughs) Like, you would never be there. So, no, you're um, right. Okay, so that's the second thing. It was a throwaway Easter egg that actually annoyed me. Yeah. Third thing was the age of Cinder Organa, Princess Leia's father. Or mm-hmm. yeah. father. yeah. If you look at Obi-Wan in Star Wars 3, you look at uh, what's his face? Alec Guinness. Um, Sir Alec Guinness. Alec yes. Guinness, yeah. Uh, well, no, 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 in the third one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the. And then you and McGregor, mm-hmm. and then if you look at uh, McGinnis in the fourth one, that age is—it's a huge gap. And then you look at Organa, and he looks like he's aged—you know—five years. Well, he's—it would have been twelve years since the Revenge of the Sith, so the timeline is a little off by you know a few years, like five years. So Jimmy Smith's character, that, that didn't bother me because I think he would actually be pretty close to that. I have actually never thought about the fact that you're right, that Ewan McGregor in the third movie looks like he's 38 and then Alec Guinness is 70. Yeah. I mean, there's a 40-year... He, he did some hard time somewhere. Well, I mean, he was on, he was on Tatooine, man. Those were some that city miles. That man seen some stuff. Yeah. So you're not wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so okay. So there's that. That's the third thing. Now the last thing that well I found that that actually boils <laughs> down to George Lucas screwed the pooch with you know you and McGregor. They should have made him older when we were first introduced to him. Yeah. Right. You know. Right. So. Still, um. I still like the casting. Okay. So the last thing that, that bothers me is what is actually said in A New Hope when they are talking about the Death Star, and they say something to the fact that you know it's never fired before we've never seen it you know in action action, so to speak when clearly it's done twice already so maybe they're alluding to the fact that it's never blown up an entire planet before yeah that's what i would think yeah or maybe that's that's what i took it as the uh the full power has not been unleashed yeah, this because I, I think know. he uses the phrase "this fully operational battle station" or something like that. I don't know. Have you yeah. guys seen the? Um, I mean, it's a fan theory strictly, but in that that boardroom scene when all those guys are there, and then Vader comes in and force chokes one of them next to Governor Tarkin. There's an empty seat. Why would there mm-hmm. be an empty seat? And that's supposedly where Director Krennic would have sat. Oh wow! And so the idea is that. George Lucas thought of that back in 1977 and intentionally left a seat vacant. I call bull. I call yeah. bullshit too. Oh wait, yeah. I have a clip for that. 
Um, <laughs> and it's it's probably more like the actor who was supposed to sit there like got sick and couldn't do it. Yeah, you know, like, I've always said this, and and again, I'll say I well, am I a Star Wars it. fan, and uh, well, with the exception of the first the first three. three. Not the original four. I mean four, five, six, but yeah. I don't like the first three. Um, I feel like, and even in those, even though they were made just pretty recently compared to the others, I feel like that George Lucas, as he is in his creative process, just kind of throws things in there. Like he doesn't really think them through. It's like all of a sudden. Well, I mean, it goes back to when Luke and Leia kiss, and then in the next movie, it's like, oh, <laughs> by the way, they're they're brother and sister. They're not really. Yeah. Then yeah. why did you let them kiss in the second movie? Because you clearly wanted some sort of, I don't know, love triangle. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Let's let's create some drama. I, I, you're not wrong, Andrew, and and a lot of people and people might be listening, going, "Oh, that's not true at all." George Lucas's plan is is perfect. Just just so you know, most of the lore of Star Wars is not from him. It's from the what you would consider the now unofficial non-canon extended universe. Kyber crystals as the fuel source for lightsabers is never mentioned in any movie or anything mm-hmm. ever written or done by George Lucas. An author wrote that, created that right after the first movie came out. So back in like 78, they were, I was a fan made book. And George Lucas said, yeah, I like that. That's a cool idea that the lightsabers, <laughs> the reason why his is green and his is blue and his is red is because there's this crystal called a kyber crystal stone that powers the lightsaber and the type of crystal determines the color. I mean, so, so yeah, you're, you're not wrong, Andrew, in that. And as, as evidenced by Jar Jar Binks, not all of George, of George Lucas's ideas are good ideas. This is a bad character. Yeah, so I racist. Even, even though I had those problems with the timeline, well, those aren't really. I guess they're not really timeline. Not all of them, but yeah, I, I still liked the movie. I, the, there was just those little things that kind of bothered me a little. A little bit. nitpicky stuff, and I understand. And, that. and, yeah, and, and that's the, fine. the CGI of Princess Leia was probably on the top of that list, but sure. It's like they had super. Um, Soft focus on her, or what do you call that? Yeah, soft. I, mean, I know what you mean. I mean, yeah, yeah, she looks a little soft. She looks a little. I get. I mean, she looks like she's physically emanating light. Yeah, it's just strange. Like, there's almost my TV, and maybe because it's my TV, but like, it's almost as if like my TV thinks that there's. Li- it's like looking at the moon. You know, there's like this like aura around it. Like that, she. It's like maybe she's so white. That uh, my TV doesn't know what to do with it is all. I mean, I don't know. She's, she's whiter than sour cream. I don't know. Um, well, that, that's me. Uh, okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. The only other thing that I really want to say before I get into clips is like I really love how they killed that star destroyer with the uh, the hammerhead. The hammerhead. Corvette. Yes. That scene was so cool. And <laughs> that's when you go, wait a minute, they should have had a lot more of those ships. That seemed to be really damn effective. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let's load up about 20 of these ion torpedo ships. Right. And send those out. Uh, drop that on the Death Star and uh, go from there. Well, they kind of do it sort of in 
Return of the Jedi when that that poor A-wing fighter goes through the bridge of the Super Star Destroyer and mm-hmm. then crashes into the Death Star. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, um, true. But not, true, again, true. Not, not the same thing, but kind of. Um, so anyway, that's uh, kind of all I got. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. All right, so are we ready for some Clippy Clips? I think I didn't, so. I only wrote a couple of trop- tropes, like the operative has a secret mission trope. <laughs> like he has a mission, but then he has a secret part to it. Like the mission is we're going to go find this guy. The secret part is I got to kill him. Like that's a trope. Inspirational speech trope. This, I mean, I'm actually surprised this movie didn't have a montage, frankly. Um, here we go. Clip number one. Congratulations. You are being rescued. Please do not resist. There you go. <laughs> Uh, he's great. Alan Tudyk As she's for the struggling win. to get her breath. Yeah. Oh, so I mentioned before the show, I asked you, any of you guys, if you had watched the um, Maze Runner movies. Alan yeah. Tudyk is in Maze Runner 2 as this kind of weird, sleazy, creepy bar owner guy. It's a very weird role for him. and It's a bad role. It, I didn't it, like that. It's it was very dumb. strange because Sarah and I both look at each other and go, really? That guy? Okay, fine. Whatever. Uh, I just titled I'm a, this. I'm one. a creep on the wind. <laughs> right. He's got, he, he's got <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the name of the episode. Oh, fantastic! You're welcome. Um, Suck it, Andrew. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I Nothing. love it. Is it bad that I assumed that you were talking about the the other Andrew that we know? Oh, <laughs> when you said that. He doesn't listen to this show. I, I could have meant that one, too. <laughs> yeah, you could have, but he doesn't listen to this show. I know he doesn't. All right. I just wrote this as K2SO. I can't remember why. I'm K2SO. Oh, that's why. <laughs> I'm a reprogrammed Imperial droid. I remember you. I see the Council is sending you with us to Jeddah. Apparently so. That is a bad idea. I think so, and so does Cassin. What do I know? My specialty is just strategic analysis. <laughs> He's so snarky. I love it. <laughs> He's so great. And I love just the way he talks, just his affectation. It's great. Also, if you're looking for another good Alan Tudyk role as a robot, go watch iRobot. He's Sonny. Um, is he really? Yeah, he's Sonny the robot in iRobot. <laughs> so... He he has a good history of doing oh, voiceover. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, doing voiceover. He's the darn chicken in Moana. He's well. He's in every. So he's the new Ratzenberger, right? So John Ratzenberger is in all the Pixar movies. Alan yeah. Tudyk is in every Disney uh, animated studios movie. So he's the chicken in Moana. He is the weasel, Duke Weaselton, in yeah. Zootopia. He is the Duke of Wesselton in Frozen. Um, is he really? I didn't know that one. Yeah, it's him. He is Turbo in Wreck It Ralph. So, huh. I, th- I think that's. All. I can't remember if there are any other ones. But yeah, that's that's him. So anyway, cool. uh, more K two S O. Did you know that wasn't me? Huh. Of course. I thought I told you <laughs> to stay on the ship. You did. But I thought it was boring, and you were in trouble. 
There are a lot of explosions for two people blending in. You're right. I should just wait on the ship. <laughs> so great. So great. All right, here we go. Donnie Yen and his buddy. Where are you going? I'm going to follow Jin. Her path is clear. Alone? Good luck. I don't need luck. I have you. <laughs> so good. That's the that buddy. Is. That's the buddy cop film I want to watch. Yes, that is my child. Yeah, the, the <laughs> reluctant guy following. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I want to see that. Oh yeah, Parker, that's really dangerous. That's okay. You're gonna stop it from hurting me. Right. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, all right, ready for the worst dad joke in the history of Star Wars? Mm. Bring it. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations. I mean, he did just become a dad, like, what, a couple years ago? Yeah. (laughs) Have you seen How It Should Have Ended? No. The How It Should End for this? He says that, and then Krennic says, gosh, what a dad joke. And he goes, wait, are you saying I'm a father? I'm a father? (laughs) And he says, no, I'm just saying that's that's a dad joke. Oh, because if you were saying I was a father, that would have been great. Yeah, anyway, uh, what? Oh, I'll, I'll be there. Again, more K2SO. I'll be there for you. Cassian said I had to. <laughs> so anyway, just... You know, I kind of wonder if that was a uh, Alan Tudyk thing himself. Like, you know, he, says, up with that, yeah. he, he says the line and then... Yeah, he has... Cassian said it. Well, yeah, he ad-libbed a lot. I mean, he, again, he's on set. He's wearing a mocap suit with like a, a, an apparatus that extends his head up above him like they did for um, Age of Ultron when they had um, D- David Spader on and they yeah. had this literally the helmet with two James tennis Spader. balls. James Spader, thank you. Not David Spader. David oh, actually, Spade. <laughs> David Spade. Er. <laughs> Hello, I, I am uh, uh, Dot Spader, uh, David Spader. He so had to have a, uh, a, a very fat sidekick. Right, that, uh, yeah. Yeah. Did a lot of physical comedy. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't hurt so much here or here, but right here in the middle. Um, <laughs> Stormtrooper in a little coat. But like the scene when um, <laughs> when he smacks Cassian for mouthing off, and he says there was a fresh one for that. That was that whole scene was ad libbed. Um, <laughs> so like there's there was moments of of, of ad lib with uh, Tujik because. If you're going to get washed, you might as well have them do it. Uh, Last clip, because, you know, if you're going to say the name of your movie, I'm going to capture it. Rogue One. Rogue One? There is no Rogue One. Well, there is now. Okay. So basically every clip I captured except Darth Vader was K2SO, Um, which is fine. I'm okay with that. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Here we go. Oh, shite. <laughs> I just closed my script. Uh-oh. All of the trivia. <laughs> we oh, are now. Hey, quick, somebody drop an F-bomb. We are in true. <laughs> no man's land. Uh, what are we going to do? What's the troubled water Watch out for the Tuscan Raiders. Something in Don't troubled waters. I can't remember. <laughs> they hide their numbers or something. No, that's not true. Um, then we'll be back and in greater numbers. 
The Rebel base at Yavin 4 features several full-size cardboard cutouts of X-Wings and Y-Wing fighters using the same technique for filming out of the hangar as in the original Star Wars. Oh, cool. Um, I, have, I, I actually really like this trivia here. The studio had only two choices to play uh, Chirrut, uh, Donnie Yen and Jet Li. Yin was approached first because of his salary of $4 million against Lee's $10 million. Whoa. To gauge his interest as... Oops, sorry. Crap. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not in my normal setup. To gauge his interest and as a secondary plan, director Gareth Edwards also offered him the other role of Bayes. Yin expressed interest in playing Chirrut but was hesitant in accepting it because it required him to be in London for five months. Andrew? You okay? Yeah, I almost dropped the mic. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, th- at the angle you are, I'm, I'm very impressed. <laughs> However, it was his young son's love of the Star Wars films and comics that wore him down, wore down his reluctance, and it was his idea to make the character blind. So oh, shiny. perfect. Right? Which is perfect. Anthony Daniels, who, of course, was C-3PO, reportedly disgruntled that Alan Tudyk was allowed to play K-2SO in mocap, whereas Daniels had to endure years of discomfort and injuries in the C-3PO costume. Tensions right, came uh, to that's a, a big old pile of a uh, shut up. Yeah. Tension came to a head when Daniels cursed Tudyk after Rogue One's premiere. Tudyk later joked that the, quote, F-U from Daniels was one of the highest compliments he'd ever received. <laughs> Um, I might have mentioned this before, but composer Alexander Desplat's original score was rejected because of the extensive reshoots to address the tone and story issues. The extended this extended the post production schedule, for which was he was unavailable due to his commitments on Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Michael, How'd that do? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Not um, good. Well, it's not doing good in the. It's getting like a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, but maybe the score is good. Who knows? Michael uh, Giacchino. I, I heard it pronounced. Knight. Michael Giacchino. I keep saying it wrong. Jordan. Uh, his replacement only had one month to write the score for this film. Yeah. Just about that really quickly. I know he only had one month or a very short time. And we discussed this last week a little bit, but uh and since we discussed it, I, when I watched it again yesterday, I paid a little bit more attention to the score. And it, to only have one month, it wasn't bad. Mm-mm. You know, it wasn't great. It wasn't stellar. It didn't, you yeah, know, you're it, not going to write home about it. But yeah, it, it, it certainly wasn't his best work. No, it wasn't. But it didn't take me away from the film. Yeah. I mean, like. And right. the, the okay, Sam? slight subtle uh, hints to the original score stuff. Yeah, which yeah. is good. I thought was, you know, very well done yeah. in little, that idea. Little Darth Vader there, little little New Hope there, stuff like that. I like that. The the theme for Rogue One was fine. You know, I, I thought, and this is not my normal bias. I mean, his Star Trek stuff was better, but he probably had more time mm-hmm. um, to flesh it out. And, and, and he's, frankly, probably not used to not working with um, J.J., um, you know, like he won an Oscar for Up. Up is wonderful. So the guy is fantastic. Um, I, I think he did fine. Again, for a month, he did fine. Um, no excuses, just results. 
Gareth Edwards came up with the name for the planet Scarif after ordering coffee in a Starbucks, and they misspelled his name on the cup. The barista <laughs> simply misspelled Gareth's name as Scarif. So, huh. um, uh, the the name of Rogue Squadron, the group of pilots led by Luke Skywalker at the Battle of Hoth, is retroactively revealed to be inspired by Jin's team, which was the name Rogue One. Well, that's actually kind of cool. Little retcon, and that's it. Cool. Uh, we just talked about the, the soundtrack, so not going to do that bit. Time for top three. Uh, that's not it. This is what. Which I just realized is not accurate anymore. That's not the new top three. Is it not? No, no. no didn't. I changed it. But I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the wrong computer. I'm, I'm on location uh, this this week as we record. So you know, it played, and I was like, "I'm gonna let him do it." I don't have it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. That's okay. Have, we can get Richard for today. Well, just hell. We should have pulled out uh, West Coast time as the intro. I, yeah, I don't. I don't awesome. think I even have that on this computer either. So. Uh, what it should have been is, excuse me while I whip this out. Is what it's supposed uh, uh, to I got happen. you. Excuse me while I whip this out. There we go. Thanks. Um, go. We decided to do, since most of the, well, not most, everyone, it's really weird, Andrew, seeing you with zero light behind you, and all of a sudden your microphone is like floating in the space. It's like <laughs> 2001 <laughs> Space Odyssey right now. It's the monolith. Uh, we decided to do sacrifice movies. Movies were... Either the main character or a character in the movie does the sacrifice play. So, Andrew, you take it away, sir. Okay. I'm going to start with number three, Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that's a good one. Damn you. I know. It was touching. Uh, As Sean has said, got a little teary-eyed in that moment, as did I. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two. Rorschach in The Watchmen. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Dr. Manhattan has to make the... Punch him in the face. Pull the trigger, basically. Uh, and then the one most emotional, for me anyway, sacrifice, and, and I really, it as a father, um, watching stuff with my kids, you know, I... I look at it through different eyes as I may have looked at it when I was a child. And in the movie Big Hero 6, when oh, yeah. Baymax uh, basically pushes a hero back with his fists, put back through the portal, and he's there by himself, I was like almost bawling <laughs> in the theater when we saw that. Yeah. So yeah, that's number one. All right. Right on. Corny. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with my number three with Constantine. Oh, cool. Because uh, you know, Golden yeah. Hill is uh, pretty, pretty damn scary. Or going to Detroit. Bazing! <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my number two uh, is um, uh, okay. So, okay, they won't really die, but they put themselves in the sacrifice. Okay, uh, Sean, you're gonna like this. Uh, is uh, Summer Glau, uh when she does? Oh, I the the. Although, do we have to say because there, there has to be consequences? Well, well, here's the thing. I, I think if you think they're going to die. If, the, if like, the plan is I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to die so that you can live, 
but they don't, I still think that the intent of the sacrifice is there. Okay. Because yes. I'm going to make that argument for two of my uh, other ones. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So right. I'm with so, you. And it's funny, so. I thought of that one, Corny, um, and I was going to put that in my honorable mentions. I thought that would be your number one, I'll be honest with you. Uh, no, it's not, but uh, I thought of it. And oh, well, I'll be damned. One of the greatest moments <laughs> in film history. Okay, maybe not, right. but I think it is. And uh, my number one is... Uh, Save it, Private Ryan with Tom Hanks. Saving Ryan's Privates. Yeah. Saving Ryan's Privates. <laughs> Tom Hanks, yeah. Damn you, Matt Damon. Just the, stay in a bubble wrapped room. The, the, the whole save so much money. Really, the whole team, except for that one douchebag with the, the the big gun. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the first time I watched that, and you know, he's slumped over, and he just shoot, and then she pulled out the pistol. He's I was shooting like, his, yeah, his nine millimeter oh, at the man, tank. I'm just, I was just like, no. And then the tank blows up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and a quick honorable mention, um, uh, young Peter Parker and Iron Man, uh, when all the Iron Man drones are, uh, I guess, an Iron Man 2, and he... Uh, oh, that doesn't count. All right. <laughs> <laughs> count. All right, Sam? All right. Um, let me get my list up here. My uh, number three is a character called Russell Case in Independence Day. Yeah, I'm pilot. I'm fly. That's that's so. Two of you right. have mentioned my honorable mentions and yeah. in Independence yeah. Day and Constantine. My number two. My number two is Father Damien Caddis in The Exorcist. Nice. Okay. Throws himself out the, the window. Bar of Christ compels you. Spirit in him, and my number one has to be uh, Vader in Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. Jumps away to the yield lightning. Well, yeah. And he, and he, yeah, and he picks up the Emperor and. Chucks him down the thing. Chucks him, yeah. And where that guy at the bottom is sweeping and this body comes down, he's like, <laughs> not again. <laughs> there's a hand down there. There's a... Yeah, there's a hand. Yeah, there's a hand. Boss, are, are you all right? Me? <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The emperor's yeah. dead on the ground. <laughs> Jeff Vader. He runs the Death Star. What, what, he's what, head of catering. <laughs> I'm your boss. <laughs> are you head of catering? Are you Mr. Stevens? Are you Mr. Stevens? No, who's Mr. Stevens? He's head of catering. No, I'm Darth Vader. Anyway. <laughs> kill you all with a single thought. All right. Vader. Okay, cool. I'm excited that uh, none of you mentioned my top three. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, this is cool that we're actually pretty, pretty um, uh, different on uh, our yeah, our, yeah. Uh, choices are eclectic. So yeah, my, my my two honorable mentions were Constantine and Independence Day. Mm-hmm. My number three is Iron Man from Avengers. You okay. know, I was gonna well, do that, but I assume someone else would. I I've had to I there had to be consequences for me. Well, again, he went through it knowing he was going to die, yeah. and then he just happened to not. You know, I mean, Darth Vader didn't know he was going to die when he picked up the Emperor and chucked him down the thing. He just happened to. Sure, he knew something bad was going to happen. My number two, I just wrote Star Trek because it seems like every other movie there's a sacrifice. So you've got Spock in (laughs) Wrath of Khan. And then you were going to put that one in there somewhere. Yeah, Spock in Wrath of Khan. And then Kirk, old Kirk in Generations. And then young Kirk in. Um, into darkness, and then <laughs> um, young uh, Kirk's dad in the O nine one, and Data in Nemesis. So <laughs> that's that, that's a running theme in Star Trek, um, which is cool. And then my number one, 
Iron Giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That in fact that was that was near my list. In fact, we watched that again not like like a week ago, mm-hmm. and I was again in tears. So there you go. You know that Vin Diesel. Um, He's so good he at a, conveying so the much. The best of, actor with more with less than five words. Right? It's just so good. All right. right. Anyway, uh, that's it. That's our that's our show. We're gonna do our outer ten now, right? Um, uh, this is where you yeah. guys. Uh, well, I have a clip. I have a clip. I have a clippy clip. Um, Wait, what's supposed to happen? I have that one, which is weird. Is that the one? Yep. Yep. Uh, out of ten, this is where you guys give me your score from one to ten of what you think, how you felt uh-huh. this movie is. So, Andrew, your score. <laughs> I'm gonna give this a. I don't know. I could, I, it's a movie that I've watched probably seven times since since it was released on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. And I saw it twice in the theater. So I must like it a little bit. Yeah. Um, aside from the four little things that I mentioned and, and the uh, horrible CGI Princess Leia. And the uh, flatulence. And the flexlands. I I mean, I'm going to have to, I can't give it a perfect score because of those things, but uh, overall, the good story, and uh, I think that it sets up the original three movies very well. So I'm going to give this uh, an eight. Mm, yeah, let's just go eight. Okay. Eight out of ten. Corey, don't go in there and start changing your scores now. Oh, it's just doing. <laughs> Corn's dinking around in the in the Google Doc here or the the sheet. About that. Oh, I don't think that math is going to work out. Um, uh, Long Corny. math. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's, all right. Uh, it's because uh, he it, he wrote penis in the in the list. So there you go. You can't prove it. <laughs> I guess I could <laughs> screenshot it. But anyway, so. <laughs> This is having the power. Um, no, no, uh, it, it 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 tells a great story. It does connect a lot of things. Um, it does pander to Star Wars fans a little bit when it didn't have to. So I'm kind of with Andrew. And um, actually, I really put down seven point six two to see if I can get in, uh, Sean to say something. Um, but no, I think I will have to give it a uh, eight point three. All right. Okay, we'll go with that. 8.3. Samwise. Yeah, um, this movie would probably get a very solid 7 from me uh, until you see Darth Vader being a badass at the end and adds probably another point and a half. So I'm going to do 8.5 out of 10. All right. 8.5 out of 10. I'm trying to... Okay. Sorry. Um... I actually, Corny, you're killing me here. <laughs> I'm not writing that. <laughs> oh, Andrew's in here now. Oh, get out of my thing. 8.5. Um, cool. Gosh. Uh, so I, I actually went back and looked and see what I gave The Force Awakens. And yeah. I've, I've gone on record with uh, several times, maybe not on this podcast, I don't know, but... I liked the force awakens better than this movie. I, hmm. I, I just did. 
Um, I thought it was a better Star Wars movie, personally. I like the new characters because I just think Finn and Rey are going to be great. I'm really looking forward to what to do. I like what happened to Han. I thought it was very powerful when it happened. And when Chewie screams, yeah, and when Chewie screams, it friggin' ripped my soul out. So um, I think that movie was better. And I gave that movie an 8.75. So I'm going to give this movie an 8.25. I really liked it. I think it's really good, but not quite there. And yeah. So that puts this movie at a solid 8.26, which is uh, just fine. Yeah, just I'll take fine. that. Yeah. So it is below our average for, for, um, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yeah. I like these uh, about I the same. See that. Yeah. Force and, Awakens is more child friendly. In fairness, I didn't do the math to make sure that was a thing. I I just I I just I didn't. I just wanted to make sure. I, I yeah. wanted to do it oh, for me. To, uh, for your reference, Sean. Yeah. Um, it is well, the force was four three seven five, and this one's eight point two six. So, um, oh. they are on par with each other. Oh yeah. So yeah. So yeah. This movie is just under. Yeah. Under Force Awakens. And oh, I can see that. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I can't think. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, yeah that makes sense to me. It does. Cool. That's our show. Thank you so much. Um, now get out. That's going to do it. GTFO. Um, <laughs> Corny is out next week, so I don't know what we're going to do next week. We thought we were doing Narnia this week. Um, we keep pushing Sweeney Todd because we want Chad, God rest his soul, to come back and help us out. <laughs> and... Um, I want Corny to be a part of that particular episode. So um, I don't know what we're going to do next week, and we'll let you know via Twitter. So hang in there. Sorry. Um, it's either going to be uh, Seven Psychopaths or something else. We've got to check, make sure some movies are still streaming. So uh, anyway, uh, I will. Uh, that's it. That's, that's all <laughs> for the podcast. And I'm going to come over here and click this button while these guys are giggling. <laughs> Guys are so childish. It's so funny. These are thirty-five-year-old men that are giggling that they wrote "penis" a hundred times in my Excel spreadsheet. Oh my gosh! Uh, oh, I just noticed it went all the way down the chain. Yeah. <laughs> Check us out at cheapseatreviews.com. Uh, uh, go to our Anchor app. I'll be posting my review of the Maze Runner tonight. So there's oh, that. Do we have uh, email? Of course not. Um, oh, I almost said it. No. Leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, any of those places. If you're going to leave us a review on iTunes, be a real person. I keep getting spam on that. It's kind of annoying. On iTunes? Yeah. No, YouTube. Oh. YouTube. Hmm. Follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seatcast, and you, of course, can go to our web, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews, and you may and should... Send your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. And, of course, uh, there's still our gofundme.com slash cheapseatreviews. That's still up. Again, I think. I haven't checked while. Maybe I should go check that out make sure that's still a thing. Um, that's going to do it. So on behalf of Andrew, Corny, Sam, and the 10,000 penises that you guys wrote in my uh, big old box of dicks. Big old box of dicks. Uh, <laughs> what? The demon, <laughs> demon penis of shaving? Nice. That's gross. 
Uh, so on behalf of all that, I say thank you guys so much for listening and good night. Bob Blue Milk brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, no, don't shoot. Ha, ha, ha.